Well, let's kick it off, brother. Shall we? And blacks seem to go hand in hand Wherever they roam in this glorious land We'll help them with customs, we'll help them with laws And we'll try to solve all the problems they cause Alrighty! Podcast, aka MVP, where we talk about sports, music, media, and stuff that you might or might not care about. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the DeRozan and who else who just hit two straight back to back game winners to propel the Bulls into first place. We're going to talk about how far we think the Bulls can go during the 2021 22 season. We're also going to talk about which player will impact their team the most between Clay Thompson and Kyrie Irving. In NFL news, we're going to talk about the AB malfunction in Tampa. And we're also going to talk about the Washington football team or the Who Are They's or whoever they are. We're going to find out what new name they will come up with after February going into the 2022 NFL season. We got a Fizz face, special face-off for you between Miller's Ale and Prime Time. Find out who wins that battle. And also, we have our top 10 instrumental albums of 2021. So get your notebooks ready. And also, we got some awards to give out as well. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What up? What do you do, baby? We back. We back. <laughs> for a new year. Boom, 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 boom. Do, 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 do. We are back, man. <laughs> man, it's been a long time. I know, I know. And we got a lot to get to, man. We got a lot to get to. We got a lot to catch up on, man. There's a lot going on in the world of sports, man. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, first, man, you got any uh, shout outs? First of all, how you been, man? I've been good, man. I've been good. I'm still undefeated in these COVID streets, despite the Omarion variant. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've been educating the Burbank. Uh, I've been educating the Burbankites on what Omarion means. It's been an interesting conversation. <laughs> oh, they didn't be helpful. Oh, no, they not up on that. They not up on that. So I had to get them a little B2K. I, 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 that actually reminds me, Ronnie, I had a mailbag question for you a little later, if if we have time. Okay. I got a mailbag question, too, but it's in regards to Bulls. But, yeah, man, hey, dude, uh, yeah, I'm liking this album cover, man. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, man, you know, you know if you're from the 90s, man. Yes, yes. They don't know about that, these, 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 these generation Z's don't know about that. Yeah, because... When, 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 when truth finders flies back in your day. Right, right, right. With clothes on. You know what I mean? With clothes not, on. With clothes on. You know, you ain't got to take all your clothes off and all that stuff. Killing the game with clothes on, man. I never forget, just going back, 
you know, electric relaxation, man. Perfect example. Uh, the 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 second half of that video where everybody's in the diner and the women are in the diner. They're all beautiful, but like they in baggy clothes, you know what I mean? But it was still nice. You know, all the women still look nice looking. They still look, you know, they represented themselves well. So, you know, this, this new generation and Generation Z or whatever, they don't understand that. No, not at all. They know it was show skin and, you know, that's, that's, I mean, anyone can do that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. You know? But it is what it is. I'm glad. Hey, man, <laughs> that Omarion virus is really hitting close to home. I, I recently had to shut down cutting hair at the house temporarily until this wow. thing. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's starting to affect a lot of people. A few of my customers end up getting COVID. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's getting intense out there, man. So be safe out there. If y'all listen to this podcast, man, I, I've been I didn't transfer from the cloth uh, mask to those N90, whatever they call them. I've been wearing those N95. now, man. The N95, man. I've been wearing those. If you, can't, if you can't get an N95, get a K-N95. Okay. Um, those are a little bit easier to find, but they they work just as good. I've been rocking KMAC five since 2020, so you know like, mm. that's why I'm undefeated in these streets. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts out! Shout out! I, I don't know if you heard about this new variant that's coming out. No. It, it's based out of France. It's called the IHU variant. Now it sounds like a community college variant, but yeah, that's what it's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a, a new COVID nineteen variant that has been detected in France. The variant has been named IHU. Health officials found that IHU has forty six mutations. That is even more mutations than were found in Omarion's variant. So stay tuned for matter before it breaks loose. Yeah, stay tuned for that one. Stay tuned for that one. You heard it here first on, on, on uh, MVP. Exactly, exactly. COVID dropping variants like mixtape. <laughs> we'll be there. What's the COVID out here dropping a new variant every month like Flea Lord? Yep, yep. COVID, uh, 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 West Side Gun, like what was that? COVID wears Hermes, Volume Nine, <laughs> B sides. <laughs> Side B. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, wow. So yeah, man. I'm trying to stay safe out here too, man. I actually just, I actually just did a live with another barber yesterday um, on Instagram, man. We were just, we were actually just talking about trying to cut hair in this type of environment of COVID and you know dealing with clients that don't, you know, if you if you sick, man. Like if you if you got a runny nose or something, man. Don't come to the shop, man. Don't bring that mess to the shop, dude. Wait it out, man. Your hair can wait. Your hair can wait, man. Don't don't be coming in the shop infecting stylists, infecting barbers, man. Stay stay y'all butts home, man. The your haircut ain't that much ain't important. All cause of, you know, a little vanity, man. Just go a couple more weeks without your hair tech, bro. Yeah. That's what I'm doing right now. Like I'm in another I'm in another phase where, you know, I'm I'm kind of just waiting. I'm supposed to get a haircut Saturday, but that remains to be seen. I normally would have got a cut two weeks ago, but um, I was just, I, one, I was tired because of work, and two, like, 
I mean, man, let me wait and see what this what this variant gonna do. But yeah, just wait your hair a little longer, man. It ain't that big of a deal. No, man. No, our health is more important. You know, you gotta also consider the fact that if I don't, I'm a barber, so if I don't, if I don't work, I don't eat. You know, I don't get paid vacations and time and, and sick time. I don't get that. So if I miss work, I miss work, man. So right. if I get the COVID virus from a client, now I gotta be out of work for a couple of weeks or whenever until I get tested negative and I can go back to work. So it, it, hey man. Don't bring that to the shop. Don't bring that to the shop. But not at all. But man, you got any shout outs? Shout outs to these older sisters in the congregation and inviting worldly people in on the means of field service. Yo, <laughs> stop doing that, man. I was just talking to somebody about that. We got a situation right now we got to address. Well, we don't have to address it. Like, the sister who studied is needs to address it. But she kind of came to us wanting us to address it. You know, we'll do what we can as far as, like, announcements and stuff and reminding people with our groups who qualifies to go out field service, but she has to dress. Because there's other factors involved in study napping and all of that. So I, I, I don't even want to get into that because there's other factors involved with her situation. But we had a sister, a, a sister Williams type. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a study. We had about five Bible studies who attend our meetings regularly, but they have not qualified to be unbaptized publishers yet. In mm-hmm. one study in particular, she she still smokes mm. you know she still she still smokes she, she does make the means regularly and participates but this particular sister she she went the, the the study went to her bible study conductor like yeah i heard the announcement about the means for service can i get the login and her study conductor told her uh actually no you can't because the means for service are for people who go out and who qualify to represent us and go out on field service and since you haven't qualified to that I can't give you that info so the Bible study then went behind her back to another sister in the congregation and asked for the same info and unfortunately that sister gave her the info and when and for, but fortunately when she tried to log on to the meeting our host was was who was on for that day on Zoom letting people win was like, wait a minute, she she don't belong in here, and he put he kept putting her in the way. Mm-hmm. But it was all this back and forth, like, oh, why can't I get in the meeting? Like, and that was why. So, yo, don't invite people out in field service unless you're sure that they qualify to represent us as unbaptized publishers to to, to go out in field service. Because what happens is they see the meeting for service on Zoom as, as the, they see the other meetings that mm-hmm. we have on Sunday and Wednesday and they think like, oh, this is just another opportunity for me to get some association. But that's not what the meeting for service is for. Yeah. Yeah. That, it, wow. <laughs> oh, man. So so it's one of those, mom won't let me do it, but I'm going to go ask dad. Yeah, I'm going I'm to ask grandma. Oh, I'm going to ask Mr. Williams. Yeah, yeah, and Sister Williams give her the cold. Wow, and it's just uh, it's it's unfortunate, you know what I mean? Because this sister kind of has a history of that, but like treating people who you know ain't part of the congregation as part of the congregation. 
<laughs> right, right. You know, and it sets up. I don't, I don't want to get into what I've seen happen in the past, but it, it's created situations where people come in a truth where, and they still got bad habits that they should not have, you know? Yep, yep, exactly. You, you know, they were never motivated to make changes and, and they've always been accepted as the spiritual brother or sister. So they think like, okay, what's the big deal? I, I, I can still, you know, I can still, live with a person and not be married to him. I can still smoke. I can still carry a gun. Mm-hmm. You know. Wow. <laughs> like, what's the big deal? Y'all been treating me like the one of the friends all this time. Right. Why can't I, why can't I preach? Why can't I do this? It's like, nah, man. Nah. Nah. Jehovah is a God of order. He does everything orally and arranged. And there's a system that, that people have to go through in order to qualify to get to do certain things and if that person don't qualify they can't they can't participate it's as simple as that it's just simple yeah, as that. yeah and shout out shout out to the chicago teachers union ctu if they stand your ground i support y'all fully cps is evil they try to make the ct look bad they sending out robocalls talking about yeah the teachers voted to not return to work so there won't be a class that ain't the whole story. Anybody out there who got kids in CPS, you do not believe what CPS is saying about the CTU. That is not true. CTU wanted to flip back to remote until the Omicron variant died down. But CPS is painting it as if, oh, teachers just don't want to work. They don't care about the kids. They just don't. No, they want to work. They just want to work remote. Exactly. Because they're, all of these kids are coming from all of these little holiday parties with their families with people that aren't vaccinated still and yeah you can test these kids up the wazoo but that don't mean that they can catch they can't catch covid anytime soon so i i think that i cool shout out to the teachers for stepping up absolutely absolutely and here's the other thing i'm not telling you there's a shortage of substitute teachers so oh wow i didn't know that yeah, they do their short 1800 substitutes. CPS is. So we kept, we kept Keaton home from school Monday. Like, yeah, we just got a funny family. Sure enough, at the end of around, around four o'clock, we get a call from the school. Yeah, one of the third graders tested positive for COVID. He was, he was in class all day. I was like, man, I'm glad we didn't stay in the school. Then they did the vote on Tuesday night, CTU did. And, um, you know, they're still in the middle of this fight with CPS about going remote. Because CPS mm-hmm. lied and said, oh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll have that option. They said that last year. They'll have that option to go remote if, 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 there's, a, if there's an outbreak. And now they're not trying to let the teachers exercise the option. Wow. <laughs> not Ooh. to mention, my son's teacher got COVID and she out. So they, and, and they don't even have a substitute. So I'm like, why am I, why am I sending him to school if there's no teacher? Right, right. You know how we used to do back when substitute teachers come in. Oh yeah, we used to run up and run them over. Oh man, I used to make plans for. I used to have a game plan for whenever. Like we used to wasn't told that a substitute teacher was coming, but I used to make. I used to have a substitute teacher plan book where I would plan on the <laughs> things that I would do. <laughs> this was. Hey, you was ready. Hey, I was ready. You, I, I. Well, I, I relished substitute teacher day. That was the best. 
pe- people don't know, man. That's a great feeling when your teacher don't come to work. Man, it was, man. We would get together. We would jump that one kid. And we would jump him in the classroom. We knew we could get away with it. Because we got substitutes today. Oh, man. Not sitting, not sitting in your, your correct seat. I'm sitting at a table. That's some chick I like. But that ain't really my real seat. <laughs> Hey, I got an off-wax story about a particular substitute teacher that all the all the male students looked forward to seeing. And I might have to tell that whenever whenever we get a guy's day going or whatever, all the fellas get together. I gotta tell y'all this one because it, it's it's a pretty amazing story. Oh, I gotta hear that. <laughs> but ain't nothing like substitute teacher day. But yeah, hey, shout out to the teachers, man. They I'm glad they stepping up to the plate and and trying to step up for what is right man like you know don't be cps man i don't know i don't know what to say about them man they they're crooks they're crooked, man. They they're crooked. crooked. They, just, they just can't get it right and i don't know if it's because the cps school system is too big to be nimble and to to be able to pivot when they need to pivot on something but mm-hmm. y'all gave us y'all's word that they would be able to but now y'all saying no you can't right in the middle of an outbreak yeah Nah, yeah, that's that's. Mm-mm. CPS ain't nobody. Yeah, you know what? We'll give you our award at the end of the show. How about that? Yes, yes. We'll give them an award at the end of the show. They deserve one. <laughs> they deserve one. But uh, I got one more shout out before we go, uh, get into our, our NBA talk. Man, shout out to Wes, uh, Javon's son, for winning fantasy football in our little fantasy football league. Man, this is his second title. His second title in, in, in four years, he beat he beat out uh, my boy Cordero, who's a brother I aided in the truth, thanks to Jehovah's help. Um, I was rooting for Cordero hard. I wanted him to bring the bell home to Burbank, but, man, Cordero won on that last second play in that Steelers game with a running back score to touchdown uh, to send Ben Roethlisberger off. A nice little farewell, but uh, <laughs> he was a little, a little bit too hyped. A little bit too high. Be a little humble, young fella. Be a little humble, man. If you win, be a little humble, man. Don't be, don't be calling people out. You know what I mean? We, it's, it's a fortune. Yeah, exactly. Hey, fantasy is all about. We don't, we can't predict the future. Like, like you, 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 you beating your chest because you can be predict the future. Good. Like, hey, hey, it's, it's, it's all about where the ball bounces, man. At the end of the day, but man, congratulations, young fella. Keep it up, and uh, I, we be coming for your head next year. <laughs> he wanted he wanted to get on the show but i don't know i was like i i, I see i i send you a little shout out but um yeah you got to consult with your producers about yeah yeah i got yeah we got a lot of you know hands in the background man that's working on it we they say yes and no to a lot of stuff so um i don't think they're gonna approve but hey let's get into this nba talk man the Bulls, man. I want to make the Bulls the first topic today, man. I want to make DeMar DeRozan the first topic, man. Where were you when he hit these two buzzer beaters, man? Whatever I was doing, I wasn't watching the game. I saw them out back, and I saw the text messages coming in. I don't know what I was doing. I might have been, I might have been having a drink or listening to some music. But both these, both these game winners that he hit back to back, I I do remember watching them after the fact like because what time sometimes what i do is if i know i'm gonna miss a game 
I'll just watch like the highlights on YouTube right after. Right. And that's right. That's how I ended up seeing. But boy, oh boy. And, and like, I think the second game when he hit, that was the game where they didn't have Ball of Caruso, correct? Uh, they didn't have Ball of Caruso in both games. Okay, okay, right, right, right. And because I remember, I remember seeing that and thinking, like, oh man, they got to step up. You know, they might drop one or two games without without those two. You know, but overall they'd be alright. But for them to win those games in that fashion, and and you know, I know it's really cool to look at the highlights and be like, yeah, Demar and Rosen just did an awesome thing. But he's been balling out all year. Yeah, okay. Dude. Like, I'm going to go so far as to say DeMar DeRozan should be all NBA this, this, this year. Yes. Yes. I agree. You know, he's proven, him and Levine have proven to be a great tandem team. You know, like, they have no problem deferring to each other. There's no ego involved, it seems like. You know, and they support each other. And it's like, they play the way I thought Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George were going to play. Is that oh good point man good point I didn't think about it on that level. Whereas with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, it's kind of like okay Kawhi's here, so Paul George is like well I'm okay Kawhi's here, I'm shrink back a bit, you know, um, you know I'll be here but I'm shrink back, you know overall we're going away for Kawhi to balance out. You know? Yeah, and that see you know out of them but. That's what we're getting out of uh, 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 Levine and, and DeRozan, to be quite honest. And you know, let me let me also say this: I don't know if you were going to bring this up, Rodney. Billy Donovan deserves to be coach of the year. Yeah. I, I agree. Because I agree. We all knew. We all knew. Okay, they got some offensive pot firepower here with Levine, with Caruso, with DeRozan, with Vucevic, but. We did not. We were not banking on them being this good defensively. A team with Lonzo Ball, Demar Derozan, and Nikola Vucevic is not a team that I would expect to have a high defensive rate. But yet, Billy Donovan has gotten the team to to buy in to turning up, turning it up defensively. Exactly, and that's what's put them over the hump. If, if if they were good offensively like they are, fine, whatever. They'll, they'll, they'll probably still be like a three or four seed. But because the team seems to have bought in defensively, they're, they're way better than we expected. So shout out to Billy Donovan. That is a hard thing to do. It is. It is. It is. And, and, and especially in the wake of the half, basically the whole team having COVID. Yeah. And they're still yeah. winning. they still winning games in the pride. They had a little small little... You know, crease where they kind of lost a couple of really bad games. I remember Vucevic had that really bad game in Miami, and but he hasn't played. He's been playing better ever since that game. I don't know what he did. I don't know if he hit the reset button and really got his mind back together. But he's been balling out. The Rosen's balling out. Zach's balling out. And I had the privilege of seeing both of those game winners live. I actually was uh, cutting at the shop and. <laughs> Man, me and the customer was just going crazy and we couldn't believe it, you know, because the first shot was the first game winner that he hit against Indiana. I, he wasn't aware of the shot clock until the last minute and he just tossed it up and it went in. 
The second one, to me, was even more impressive. I was at the crib. Me and the wife just got through watching a movie. We just got through watching a movie, and then I was like, you know, she was like, oh, I'm going to go do something with my hair. I'm like, all right, I'm going to flip the game on. And I saw it was like fourth quarter, so I'm just watching the rest of the fourth quarter. And the fact that he, how calm he was with three seconds, pump fake the other defender because he knew he was a rookie, so he knew he was going to go for it. And then have the presence of mind to shoot over Bradley Bill, who also came over to contest and hit that shot cold-blooded. It was amazing to watch in person, man. Yeah, even the Wizards look shocked. Yeah, yeah. I love what... <laughs> I love what Kyle Kuzma said after the game. You know, he mentioned that uh, DeMar DeRozan came up to him and told him to hold his beer after Kuzma would have, you know, hit the what would have been the game winner. But, uh, hey, and by the way, man, Kuzma's balling out in uh, Washington. <laughs> I wonder why that's the case. I wonder why that's the case. Yeah, I wonder why too. Uh, not just him, but um, um, who was the other player? Uh, KCP. Oh yeah. Now the Wizards have gotten like brought back down back to earth because they were <laughs> early, early in the season. They were the one seed. And they had a weak schedule. Last, but. But, you know, they're, they're still a solid team. I, I still think they're going to be in a playoff picture. I think so, you know, too. Come, come April or May. But, um, <laughs> well, that, that's tangentially connected to another topic, but I'm going to wait on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, shout out to the Wolves, man. I'm so excited about my Chicago Bulls. Now, these injuries, uh, like Devontae, what's his name? Devontae Green. Yeah, Devontae Green and Patrick Williams. Are, are they going to be back by the playoff time? Like, what, what's going on with uh, Devontae should be back. Um, Patrick should be back. I'm I'm thinking second round. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking third round, Roddy. It could be third, third or second. Third or second. If they catch a good break, like, say, say the Bulls play... The Wizards in the first round and the Heat in the second. I'm taking the Bulls to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think so too. Because they're going to eventually, if they finish first, they're going to eventually have to play a fourth or fifth seed, which will more than likely be a team like Washington, a team like, I'm looking at the standings now, possibly the 76ers or the Heat, they might get in the second round. So, yeah. Uh, it's a possibility. If, 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 yeah, if they, if they get if they get Philly, Miami, Washington, um, or maybe Charlotte, is Charlotte in the playoff picture? They're play in. Yeah, play in. Who's eight? So the Hornets are eight. The Wizards are seventh. The Raptors are ninth, and the Celtics are tenth. Who's five? Five is the Sixers, and then the Heat are at the fourth seed. The Cavs are at the sixth seed, and then the Bucks, Nets, Bulls. Man, if they get anybody five through eight, oh, easy, I'm taking the Bulls. easy, easy. I would love to see Bulls Sixers in the second round, just because I like seeing Embiid act like a clown, and I would love to see Embiid cry off the court. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and I, I, I mean, if the Bulls get to Sixers in the second round, like it's, it's a done deal. We all know the Sixers are allergic to 
Exactly. They're they're the they're the uh, Los Angeles Clippers of the East, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I I like the Bulls' chances, man. I I think they have the potential to get to the finals, and you know, and, and who knows what'll happen from that point. But I think this is, man. I, I in the beginning I was like, man, they're better than I thought, and it went from they're better than I thought to oh. They can get to the second round. Then it went from that to oh, they can get to the third round. And, and I mean, they they're they're solid, man. They're solid. And like we, we both had them in, at predicted as the fourth seed this year. Yeah, we did. You know, we now, did. Now, granted, there's a lot of there's a lot of games left to play, but like yeah, I, I think it's like to say either one of us knew they they would be this good. Um, you know what would oh man what what would have been dope. If we if we could pick out a Bulls Lakers finals rematch, but like I, Lakers they ain't making it out the West. I no, they not. They no, not. But if they if the Lakers were as good as I thought that they were gonna be, that would have been a good matchup. It would have. It would have brought back the '91 vibes. Bulls Lakers, man, sign me up. Yeah, I, I will watch that um, every game. Uh, also, a lot of people don't know this: the Bulls. Um, I would say up until the end of the season have the easiest schedule in the league. They started off the season the first two months with the toughest NBA schedule. And now that they've gone through the toughest part of their schedule, now they're entering a more softer area of their schedule. So, man, dude, who knows what can happen? How many games the Bulls can win this year? Yeah, because they've already played Golden State, right? Twice. Well, they play Golden State next week one more time. They haven't played Milwaukee yet. They're going to be getting a lot of Milwaukee coming up. But they only got the Nets one more time. And then they got another West Coast road trip. And then that's it. You know, the rest is all Eastern Conference teams. Okay. Okay. So, and, and even with that West Coast road trip, I think they play a lot of weaker West Coast teams like the like San Antonio, the Kings, uh, you know, Timberwolves, you know, a little little mini West Coast trip. Not like the one that's the most famous one where we always used to go 0 and 8 on. So, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, but uh I'm I, I'm excited about the Bulls. I hope you guys that's listening are excited, just as excited as we are. We look forward to it. I got a mailbag question real quick before I move to the next topic. I've heard this take and I think I'm going to reserve my opinion on it until I hear yours. All right. Now, I've heard someone ask this question on the Internet. He said, should the Bulls finish second on purpose so that when they play the Nets in the conference finals, the, the, the game seven, Kyrie Irving won't be able to play game seven because it will be a home game in Brooklyn. What do you think of that? That is an interesting concept. I never thought of that. Um, well, if the Bulls finish one through three or even one through four, I think they'll be all right. So I don't think there's a need to. I don't think there's a need to, to, to uh, you know, tank so to speak even if it's just micro tanking mm-hmm. um because Kyrie I mean Kyrie ain't gonna be able to play no home game so 
mean, ideally, you want to finish them off before Game Seven, right? I, I, um, it, yeah, and I think that's I think this is a ridiculous take. First of all, if we have home court advantage against the Nets, all you got to do is win the first two games at home. The next two games, no Kyrie. Right. Yeah, he's gonna be absent for at least two games anyway. So exactly. What's the what's yeah? What's the point? So whether you get so whether you get one in Brooklyn during games three and four, you come back to Chicago, he plays in that one. Game six, he still can't play game six. Right, right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Plus, I don't know, man. Like, like there could be a huge difference between a seventh seed and an eighth seed in the first round too. Like an eighth seed might just be like. Okay, y'all on borrowed time. We gonna do away with y'all pretty quick. But then uh, the two seed plays the seven seed. You know that seven seed should be counting twice. It can. It's been record. It's been on record. Some seven teams beating two seeds in the past. So yeah, it can happen. You know, uh, so run, uh, that, run TMC. I think famously beat uh, with Mitch Richmond. I remember that team. Mitch Richmond, Tim Hardaway. Chris Mullen, they they were a seven seed and they beat San Antonio and they were a two seed back in ninety one. So yeah, it can happen. Yeah, my fault. I'm, I'm distracted. I got a text saying somebody in the car that you got COVID. Oh man, I'm getting all. I I, I got a text. Same text about another family in our congregation yesterday got COVID. So COVID is on an attack, guys. It's on an attack. But um, going to the next topic. Hold on, get my notes up there. Clay and Kyrie, I, I kind of scribbled this in. Clay and Kyrie are expected to be back. I think Clay, I think Kyrie plays tonight, and Clay plays uh, is expected to play Sunday. Which which uh, player do you think is going to have the bigger impact on their team upon comeback between those two? You know. Oh, I- Knee-jerk reaction, I'm inclined to say Kyrie, but then I heard, I read that he's only going to be eligible for 24 games. That's not a, <laughs> That's not a lot of games. That's not a lot of games to get in the rhythm. Like, so I'm thinking like, yeah, I did, like, I, yeah, the Nets obviously, well, I was going to say the Nets obviously need more help than the Warriors at this moment, but... They're still second place. You know, they're one game removed from the first, from the one seed. So, for Brooklyn to have panicked and allowed him back, we never talked about this, Rodney. Um, you know, it's just it, it makes me look at the Brooklyn Nets as a somewhat Mickey Mouse organization. You know, y'all made this big deal. Like, no, we need everybody to buy in. We need everybody to sacrifice and get the vaccine, regardless how they feel. Oh, we did down a few people. Like every other team in the league, uh, we'll let Kyrie back. Now, did you did you hear about the rumor, Rodney, about the meeting that happened before they made the decision? Uh yeah, I heard about that. I heard about that. Okay. I don't know the details, okay, so but I did hear I did hear that they met. So for those who don't know, there was a source that the president this meeting that basically said that Kyrie told the Brooklyn Nets that if they didn't allow him back in some capacity, he wasn't going to re-sign his extension with them. Mm. And if he didn't re-sign, KD wasn't going to re-sign. Mm. And that's basically what forced their hand. Because if you think about it, it's really a dumb decision. 
we got eight players out with COVID, so we're going to let back a guy who's unvaccinated because <laughs> could potentially cause more outbreaks in the near future. What sense does that make? That's like reinstating a dude in a congregation that you know that say that, like, yeah, I'm not going to stop smashing. In fact, I want to smash a few sisters in a congregation, and then you still reinstate them. Like, it's right. equivalent to that. We, we have eight people out because of COVID, so we're going to let back a dude who's unvaccinated. Yeah. Make it cause more outbreaks. It's, it's such a stupid, and it, it's, it lack, it smacks of desperation, is what it does. And I honestly think the, okay, the ring, not, I think the ring leader is KD. Y'all the Lakers and y'all, y'all keep bouncing between a seven and eight, eight spot. It's not like y'all the Lakers. You know what I mean? Y'all, y'all were sitting in first place when y'all made this decision. Right. And it's become a distraction. To answer your question, Rodney, I think in the long run, Clay's presence will or return will be more consequential in a good way because Clay will actually be able to play at home games. Exactly. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Oh, and then you, you you can't you can't make the stuff up. The day. I mean, it was either the day or the day after they announced that they were going to allow Kyrie to return for home games. Surprise, surprise. He tests positive, but guess what? COVID. COVID. Imagine that. Less than 24 hours after you announced his return. Yeah. This, this fool tests positive for COVID. <laughs> oh, okay. Man, you can't, I can't make this stuff up, right? You can't. You can't. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, I, 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 I'm telling you, I think this was spearheaded by KD, man. You know why? Because KD is hearing the, the he, he's hearing the noise. He's hearing the noise. He and his home. Can, do you know? Do you guys know that the Brooklyn Nets are 10 and 9 at home? They have a worse. They have a worse home record than road record. They're 13 and 3 on the road, surprisingly. So, but when they're at home and they're playing home games and they and say Steph Curry comes to town, Ja Morant was just, just dropped it on them. You're hearing the fans at home chant the, the star player from the other team's name and chant MVP to the other team. And you at home and you got to hear this on a regular basis after, after being king after being king of the West with the Golden State Warriors, hey man, this was all spirit. I, I blame one person and one person only, KD, because that's who he left Golden State to come to Brooklyn for. His boy Kyrie. You heard the press conference? Oh, Kyrie's a great player. Yeah, of course we need him, and this, that, and other. You come on, man. It's eating at him. He wants to dominate the league so bad. And he know he can't do it without his boy. You know, James Harden is going to be James Harden. He, James Harden is like what Westbrook is to the Lakers. Je, they're going to be who they are. They're not going to change. They, you know, you're going to get good games out of them. You're going to get those head-scratching games out of them. But I still take Harden over Westbrook. I definitely take. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. If I had to choose, I'm definitely taking Harden. But still, like, come on, man. Like, KD, <laughs> I think that was all KD, man. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I think he was he was tangentially connected to it. Like, yo, if if y'all don't let him back, he's not gonna resign. If he don't resign, I'm not gonna resign. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I think it was. I think KD was totally responsible for all of this, and look what it's doing. It's 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 becoming a distraction. They on a three game losing streak because they they're just trying to brace themselves for the comeback. They all they focus on is is Kyrie Irving, and in the meantime, they're still getting their butts kicked. Man, what if he comes back tonight and sucks, bro? <laughs> I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna be laughing. Playing Indiana, they playing Indiana today. Yeah, Indiana ain't no walk in the park. They're not, but they they're beatable. They're beatable, but they're tough. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm real curious to see what the because of the politics in Indiana, what the crowd reception of Kyrie Irving's return is going to be for that crowd. Is he he might get a standing ovation? Yeah, yeah it might or or mixed reaction. Yeah, yeah. He stood up to those mean people trying to make us take medicine. He stood up. Uh, he, he stood up to the people trying to take our freedoms. Like I, I, I bet you he's gonna get a standing O. I wouldn't be surprised. Now, be it's 10:45 su- in the morning on Wednesday, so you know by the time y'all hear this broadcast, y'all would have seen the game already. So, but I'm I'm predicting that might happen. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, Indiana. You know what? Now that you say that, Indiana. Yeah, yeah. State like Indiana. Uh huh. I can see that happening. Indiana's known Indiana for. Indiana is dead last in COVID safety, by the way. Mm-hmm. But you ain't heard that from MVP. Um, speaking. Of... <laughs> hey, speaking of drama, um, have you been hearing what's been going on in Houston, man? No. With these. I don't care. With these Rockets. I, I, I heard about some player leaving the game in the middle of the game or something like that. Yeah, so Kevin Porter um, got into a heated argument with uh, the assistant coach, Kevin, uh, not Kevin, uh, the assistant coach, John Lucas. Basically, what happened was at halftime, they were getting a bus kicked by the Nuggets. John Lucas goes in on Kevin Porter Jr. And basically saying he was playing poor at this point kevin had like eight points three assists and a block but it got so it got so heated that kevin started throwing objects in the locker room and then he packed his things up and left the left the game like completely before the second half and then at the same time and the reason why i want to bring this up because i don't care about the rockets as much as you do either but Christian Wood has coming up has come up a lot amongst Bulls fans about oh how do we do a little potential trade because we need another big man and I've heard Christian Wood's name come up. But what people don't know about Christian Wood now he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, he's a really good player. Started in you know he was in Detroit, but before that he was struggling to to you know find his niche in the NBA because he had an attitude problem and he admitted it. And then when he started having a couple of good games, you know, he ended up getting traded to Houston. He thought he was going to be with a winning squad in Houston, but that, you know, Russell Westbrook ended up leaving, Harden ended up leaving, so he was kind of out in the desert again, similar to when he was in Detroit. And now here he is having a, you know, at the, while Kevin Porter Jr. is going off, 
Christian Wood is also in the background mad because he refused. Uh, he said he did. It, here's what the here's what the documents say. It says that a team, the team star Christian Wood, who did not start after refusing to pass an antigen test, Wood confronted his coach and refused to come out in the second half. Although unlike Porter, he remained on the bench. So all these, I, I don't want that on. I don't want. I don't want Christian Woods, guys. Bulls fans, this is what you're gonna have to deal with. Attitude. If you if you want to make a move for a guy like this dude, it's gonna ruin the chemistry of the team. So let's bag off this Christian Wood stuff, man. He's a good player, but I don't think he fits the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is what happens with rat teams when when they're losing, they're, they're dysfunctional like that. Like, um, you know what I mean? Like, aren't the Rockets like dead last in the league? Dead last. Yeah. So I mean, winning is the best medicine for any problem on a team. And uh, yeah, that's basically it, man. That's basically it. Yeah. Yeah. So Rockets do better. Um, and uh, one more topic before we get into our next one. Um, I, I really don't want to spend too much time on this one, but in your opinion, are the Lakers in trouble? Of not making the playoffs? Um, no. I don't think they're they're gonna be in trouble making the playoffs, but I do think they're what's 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 likely gonna happen is they're gonna get in as a as a low seed. Um I mean everybody's I do I'm so tired of seeing you YouTube videos in my feed, in my queue of what's going on with the Lakers. Uh, says this, uh, says that. It's like uh, every time they lose a game, there's this conversation about what needs to change, what needs to happen. Like, like, like nothing. Like, this is the team LeBron signed up for, yo. Like, y- you think Russ wouldn't be there if LeBron didn't sign off on that? <laughs> you traded away all these people, you know, all these good, solid role players, because y'all all panicked and, and limped into the playoffs last year and then got. Got lipped out in the first in the LeBron's first first round exit ever, and now and then y'all went in the panic mode and went out and got Russell Westbrook. Cause you figured if, if if LeBron could get thirty and AD could get thirty and Russ could get thirty, that's ninety points. Like like we'll be good. You know you did you did you know there's only one player on the on the Lakers roster that makes between five and thirty five million a year. Which is telling who Court and Tucker. So, so LeBron, AD, and Russ all making thirty-five million plus, and the rest of the twelve, or should I say, eleven players are all making less than less than five million a year. Y'all, y'all are the definition of top ten. And then, like, what happens when Russ has a bad night, or surprise, surprise, AD is injured again? Y'all gonna suck. And it's not even that they suck; they're just average. Mm-hmm. But everybody's going in panic mode because the average it doesn't look like an average team to come out the West, let alone win a championship. So now y'all like, well, we need to trade Russ. No, no, you don't. You need to you need to run it with the team you got. Exactly. Is are, are, are the Denver are y'all saying the same thing about the Denver Nuggets? No. Nope. Are y'all are y'all saying the same thing about about the what well, they are saying about the 76ers, that's because the Ben Simmons situation is totally different. But any other team that's that's struggling between the five and eight seed at any conference, are y'all saying that about those teams? They need they, they need to trade somebody to, to, to get them over the hump? 
No, they're only doing that for the Lakers. And I, I sent out an article right into our text group, which, you know, it got ignored because everybody was busy talking about something else. But um, I'm, I'm going to pull it up now because it, it, it lays out perfectly the, the cycle that we go through with these LeBron teams. And it's, it's basically, it described the loop that happens whenever a LeBron team that he puts together uh, underperforms. Hold on, let me, let me, let me pull it up for a second. And he sent a lot of text messages. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, just to piggyback, while you look for that, just to piggyback off your point, man. Honestly, you hit the nail right on the head, man. You know, they pan- they hit the panic button. They didn't re-sign Caruso. They didn't re-sign. You know, they got rid of KCP. They got rid of Kyle Kuzma because according to them, KCP wasn't hitting shots. He wasn't consistent from the three-point line. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, who was depleted to a stand in the corner or stand on the wing and wait on the three-point shot, which that's not his game. He's more of a one-on-one player and didn't learn to make the adjustments. Now look at what he's doing in Washington. He's been a nice compliment to Bradley Beal over there. So, like, the way LeBron, <laughs> and we all know, he, he's the one running the show. He's the GM. You know, he's the one that calls the shots. And I don't know what in his right mind felt that he could fix Russell Westbrook. I, I just don't. I, you know, this man has proven his whole career that he can't play with some of the best talents in the NBA. And now you think you're going to be able to change this man at the age of 37? Well, well, to, to his credit, I would have thought that too. Because it's clear LeBron is chasing another ring. It's clear Russ, like most likely, wants a ring because he ain't been able to get one since. Y'all just named this fool. Y'all, y'all left Dwight Howard off the list, but y'all, y'all, y'all put AD and Russ on the top seventy-five players of all time. Just, <laughs> Ridiculous! Ridiculous! You, you would think they would adjust, and he's he gonna get an interview. Did you get an interview, Rodney? Uh-huh. Yeah, about him uh being turnovers being part of his game. Right, and, and the part about him changing. And he was like, I don't think he's changed anything. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna do what I always done. Yeah. He was saying he's changed this and changed that. I'm gonna do what I always done, which is go out there and compete hard. I'm like, all right, see, see, that's 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 what y'all signed up for. Yep. Like, that's like, what you guys like, want. You know, I, I remember seeing a um a tweet in the beginning of the year and it was like a picture of LeBron. And, um, and and KD and it was talking about yeah K, KD gets LeBron's old point guard and Kyrie and LeBron gets KD's old, old point guard and Russ and both of them are looking at each other like have fun with that <laughs> <laughs> but I, I found a tweet I was talking about it's called the LeBron process and it, it's a six it's a six step process LeBron handpicks his team step two People say he has a super team. Step three, the team underperforms. Step four, LeBron has no help and deserves battle. Step five, LeBron carries as the underdog. Mm-hmm. Carries the team. Step six, repeat. And, that, and that's exactly where we're at. We're in between steps three and four, which is the team underperforms, and people crying about LeBron has no help and deserves battle. Yep. That's, what, that's where we're at. 
and and, and we we we've already heard rumblings of, of firing Frank Vogel, which I think is ridiculous. Which I think is going to happen, especially if they can't trade Russ. Who wants Russell Westbrook right now? Who, who, do, you, who do you think would even sign up for that? Nobody don't want that. The Kings maybe they 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 like bad deals. Um, maybe they could trade him for Bagley. But but it seemed like Bagley is is doing a little bit better since Luke Walton got fired. Yeah, the Kings have been playing better. Yeah, so so since you know since that whole thing you know that was a whole Luke Walton Marvin Bagley thing. I mean, first time he gets fired, first game back he hits a game winner, like, and it was his first game in the start lineup, which you know it lets you know. I don't buy that the Lakers' current roster is going to be the roster come come February. When's the trade deadline again? Oh, I gotta look it up. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think February, come February, this is—it's never that way with with LeBron teams. It's never that way. I, I've said it. He got—he got. Remember, he got David Black fired ten games into the season when they were a one seed. Yep. Remember that? Yep. Yep. I remember that like it was yesterday. So some some somebody's not going to be around come February. You can bet that. <laughs> But like stranger things have happened, man. Remember, remember, <laughs> remember when the Pelicans was like, "Yo, we're not trading Anthony Davis for a bunch of garbage." <laughs> and then what happened? They traded him for a bunch, bunch of garbage. Yep. Uh, February tenth is the trade deadline. Okay, so this this time. Yeah, it's time. It's time. But uh. Hey man, before we get into our next segment, man, let's get, hit a little commercial break. Yes, sir. All right. Hey, you get a tough case of athlete's foot. The itching, the cracking, the burning. You want a medicine that acts tough. Boom! Tough actin' tenactin. Clinically proven tenactin cures even tough cases of athlete's foot fungus. Get tough actin' tenactin. Okay, we back. All right, all right. So um real quick i just want to tap into these couple of subjects about the um with the nfl one of them i know you're gonna be interested in hearing this one but did you see the ab interested in i know you you know we talked about it in the chat you know with uh antonio brown with his all this foolishness going on with him walking off the field taking his jersey off waving at the fans then next thing you know he's in the studio making a rap song Next thing you know, he's at a Brooklyn Nets game watching the game. Man, what's your what's your take on all this drama, man? I, I hate the way it's being reported. This is this is AB being AB. Everybody's like, oh, AB had a uh, AB had a meltdown. That wasn't no that wasn't no meltdown. That wasn't a meltdown. That was that was that was a stunt. It was a part. It was all part of the plan. Cause 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 when did you see that picture of him? Uh, or footage of him uh, getting a police escort to the uh, riding a police escort to the to the airport. He's looking down at his phone, and this, of course, this dude is looking at the reactions on social media to what he did. He would think, dude, this was this was planned. It was totally it was, planned. It was, it was calculated. <laughs> he is not crazy. Okay, AB is not crazy. He might be a little full of himself. You know, he might be a little unconventional, but he ain't crazy. He no. crazy like a fox. Okay. Um, but yeah, he is not crazy. Like, like, 
He's done. He's got his Super Bowl ring. And I don't know if you heard the Buccaneers are already walking it back. Like, like, oh well, well wait just a second. We 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 you know we we it, we're not we're not saying we're done with him yet. That, did, you, did you hear about that? Oh they oh they they backstroking on this? What? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So this was all calculated. It wasn't funny. <laughs> when he did what he did. The game, the, the Bucks were down by a lot. The Jets still lost the game. <laughs> the Jets are trash. <laughs> I'm like, how did y'all not keep the momentum going? Like, I would have been like, oh, man, the other team is probably distracted right now. We're up 14. Let's finish this out. Oh, I'm man. Bucks 20. <laughs> Oh. I didn't score not one more point after that that debacle after that stunt. Wow. Oh man, there's nothing worse than being a Jets fan at this point, man. Jets fans, Jets are the worst. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, you still lose right after all of that. But uh, yeah, man, I think that was all staged by AB. Man, it's all a part of his little plan. I don't know what he's trying to do, but. You know, and all this stuff about, oh, he needs mental help. I, I, I just think he's just, that's that's his personality, man. He's always been the way he's been, you know? It's... Yeah, you don't, you don't need no mental help. No. Uh, up next, um, real quick, we talked about this a couple of seasons ago. Um, Ian, you actually predicted this was going to happen. But the Washington no longer Redskins uh, will be having a new name by February. And uh, have you heard the names? Have you heard the potential names? Uh, no, I have not. All right, so here are the this these are the these are the names that the fans. I, are, I, I heard some names back when they went with football team, but none of them stuck out to me, so I, I just didn't commit as memory. Okay, so I'm gonna start off as nine names. I'm gonna start off at nine, and then I'm gonna go down to one. So the first name is Defenders. Yes or no on that one? No. Commanders. Commanders? Wa Washington Commanders. Bigger no. The Washington Red Hawks. Put that in the maybe pal. The Washington. What is this? Brigade? No. <laughs> it makes no sense. The Washington Sentinels. That's passable. Okay. The Washington Admirals. The Washington what? Admirals. The Admirals, no. No, I don't like that either. Reminds me of David Robinson. Uh, the Washington Presidents. Heck no. N yeah, I'm not with you on that one, too. All right, these are the last two. They were Pelicans. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. The Washington Armada. No. Don't like that either. Here's the number one. Here's the number one name. The Washington Red Hawks. That's the number one name? Yes, yes. That's 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 number one on the list. Uh the Washington Red Hawks. I mean that's 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 fine and everything. But like what happens to the Washington Red Tails to honor the, the black pilots from World War II? That's a good one. Hey, yeah, yo, yeah, I forgot about it. Yeah, and there's a movie on that too. There, they, there was that, that idea was thrown out like a year and a half ago, and it like finally went away. Um, I wonder why. <laughs> you, 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 you have, you have the chance to correct 
a, a, a racially insensitive blunder right. by recognizing a a moment in history and a proud moment in history by another minority group, and you're gonna go with Red Hawks and Admirals and all this, like, all these other goofy names. This is this is why I hate you, NFL. <laughs> This is why I don't watch the Super Bowl no more. This is such a no-brainer. Washington, D.C. is a 90% black uh, uh, city. Yeah. Name them the red tails and be done with it. You can put cool planes on the, on the helmets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, something. But all of these names, I, I'm not feeling. The presidents, the armada. Like, what the? The, the admirals. The defenders. Yeah. Might as well call them the Avengers. Shoot. Might as well. End game or something. I mean, yeah, I, I, I knew I, I, I knew I'd get a rise out you on that one, then, man. <laughs> they don't even have to change the team colors. You going from red skins to red tails. That's it. All these other colors, you all these other names, you're gonna have to change the color of the uniform, all that stuff, cause it's not gonna fit. So I, I, I'm the red tails. I don't get it. The, 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 the residents of Washington D.C. would love that. <laughs> oh, and you'll get more. Hey, and you'll get the fans back in the stadiums, cause you know they don't sell out like they used to. And you might even get some some nice players that want to come to your team. Exactly. Exactly. So, yep, that's that's the verdict right now, and we'll see what happens come February. He's supposed to be making a decision on Groundhog's Day, so pretty much that lets you know what's going to win out, and I'm not going to like that. You know, I'm going to still call them the Washington football team just to insult them, <laughs> even if they get a name. Uh, let's get into this theater space, man. I, I, I want to revisit this question that you asked. Oh, yes, yes. We got our first face-off, restaurant face-off. Miller's Ale versus Primetime. And, uh... Yes. I think I'm going to go first on this one. Please. I'm going to go first. So, this was a tough decision for me. Uh, I had to weigh out the, you know, the the menus, you know, and the ambiance, the... I'm judging it from the whole plateau just you know waitress you know people the service and everything right so as far as food quality i give the edge to the millers right but as far as service goes i gotta give the edge to primetime ambiance i gotta give the edge to millers because everywhere you sit in Miller's, it's a great seat. You can see TVs everywhere. So you ain't got to worry about sitting in a certain section where you can't see anything. At primetime, they got TVs, but it's just in one location. And then if your back is turned, you really can't. Yeah, well, they got they got some TVs that's like up at, at the upper top. But if you if they got if they're playing something that you don't want to see, you kind of like uh, you find yourself turning around looking on the other side to look at the other like that big wall of TVs that's on the other side so um, as far as specials I think primetime has more specials than Miller's 
And I think that uh, this was a tough one, but I'm going to have to go. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with prime time because I'm a fan of service more than anything. I feel like Miller's, even though their food is good, even though they have the, the TVs everywhere, on certain days when you go, sometimes the service can be very lousy and it takes a long time for you to get your food sometimes. And with primetime, I've never had that problem. So, and also primetime has a lot of incentives where you can rent out certain parts of the restaurant to have little small gatherings and everything. So I'm gonna have to go with primetime. Okay, all right. I understand, man. Totally. Um, I I too went by a similar rubric. I went by food service. I don't really go in for ambiance, so I, I don't really count that. And I went with menu slash pricing, and I went with drinks. So when it came to the food, I'm actually going to get an edge to prime time. I I I think that their food is a little better because Miller, some of Miller's dishes taste a little prepackaged. Yeah, a little bland and, and salty. You know, like man, y'all y'all put a ton of preservatives in this. This ain't probably fresh, but I mean, it'll do. It'll do in a pinch. You know, as far as service, I I, I think they're about even, but I would still give the edge to prime time because there's been times where I've gone into prime time and be like, yo, we want to watch such and such game. We notice it's not on, and the wait wait staff will actually put the game on, and we won. Mm. So. I think that's dope. <laughs> I think that's dope. Um, and then, as far as the menu and the pricing, they're about even. But I think Primetime has a more diverse menu. Um, way more I agree. Thing, items to choose from. Um, and I man, I remember I, I, when we, you know, before COVID and everything going there. Man, I used to love to get that serpent turf. Oh yeah. Which was like. Which was like I want to say crab legs and, and steak, and then like a T-bone steak, and it was reasonably priced. Um, and uh, what else? Drinks. Now, I, when it comes to drinks, I will give the edge to Miller's. Uh, I mean, it's in the name, Miller's Ale House, so they do have a way wider variety of drinks than uh, Prime Time. Plus, uh, Prime Time can also sit more people like if, if you have a party of more than like five or six Miller's kind of has sometimes has a hard time getting you seated whereas prime time they're a little bit more flexible with their seating exactly and it depends on what time you go to Miller's too um I've been to Miller's where I've gotten I was able to get large seating but that's because I went like early in the day like around you know one o'clock in the afternoon where it's you know people are still not out and about yet on a saturday and then but you know millers also have a lot of like fight night stuff going on with the ufc they're huge supporters of usc so they're always having events for fight night so <laughs> you could forget about yeah, great service on like but you could but the thing is man I remember going, I remember going, I don't know if I went, I was with you, you know what, I was actually with Ventura and, um, Ventura and, uh, Lou, shout out to them, I went there, I went to Miller's with them one night, and it was a big UFC fight, man, and I mean, the service was terrible, 
terrible. It was so many people in there and everybody was into the fight. It was just, it was tough. It was tough, man. And they make every TV, you know, we were kind of like watching a basketball game that was going on. They made every TV in the restaurant a UFC fight. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, man. So I was like, man, that kind of turned me off, you know. So I was kind of upset about that, but it is what it is. But go ahead, man. I didn't mean to cut you yeah, off. Yeah, they, 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 they had the caveman crowd in there that day. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, for all those reasons, I'm giving the edge to Bronson, man. Like, um, you know, the only the only thing Miller has over it is they got a better parking lot and they yeah. got better drinks. That's true. I forgot about the parking lot too. Yeah, Miller's and and what Miller's got the advantage because they're right in the in the mall area, so it's plenty of parking. Even if you can't park close to the restaurant, you can park anywhere basically, and you're good to go. Miller, I mean prime time, man, dude, <laughs> it is the worst. I mean, yeah, trying. Yeah, that parking situation is is pretty bad. Dude, it's like a driveway, man. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. A driveway they turn they call a parking lot. <laughs> you know, I guess you can park on the street sometimes, like, but I think it's permit parking over there in the residential area, so you can't really count on a parking yeah. space over there. Exactly, and they'll call the police on you in a minute. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially if you look like us. Right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That kind of reminds me of my, my cultural, my cultural, I'm not cultural. My, my mailbag question I wanted to ask you. Yes, sir. Real quick, mailbag question. Roddy, what do you, you've been on both sides of the fence. You know, being at, coming up in a congregation in a city and then moving out after, you, you know, to the birds after you got married. What do you appreciate most about belonging to a multicultural congregation? Um, For me, personally, you get to... I had to adjust, man. Like they do a lot of things differently. Number one, let's start with calling person people by their first name. You know, and and from where we from, anybody older than you, you call them brother Williams, brother, uh, you know, sister Williams, brother Sanders. Uh, that's what you. That's what you say. You don't call brother Sanders. Sanders, my, 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 my first name or, or his nickname. His- Exactly. You don't call him none of those names. You just call him Brother Sanders. All right. He'll tell you. He'll tell you what he used to be called while while you in the car with them for field service. You know, he's telling you about all the times that he used to be on the streets. But you can't call him by that name. You know, just out in the open, you just see Brother Sanders with the other brothers. You know, he's just talking. You hey 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 Dusty, what's going on? Dusty. Who's Dusty? Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, man, you can't do that. You can't do that. But then you come out here and people are calling each other by their first name. And it took me some time to get used to that. You know, I was calling people brother and sister this. And, like, oh, you don't have to call me brother this, brother that, sister this, this or that. Just call me by my first name. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, so uh, it became a thing. And now it's like even when i've had to learn how to turn it on and turn it off so when we go into the assemblies and 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 conventions 
and I'm back around my black people, you know, I have to catch myself sometimes with certain older brothers. Like, oh man, I now there are some brothers that be like, there's some black brothers be like, hey man, just call me by my first name. And I'm one of those where I tell it, it's it was some a few young people that had transferred from a congregation on the south side. And when they came in, you know, Rod love the kids, love the young people. I'm always gravitating towards them, trying to, you know, mingle with the young ones. And they like, oh, Brother Walker, like that, like, you know, oh, you're so funny, Brother Walker. I was like, hey, 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 don't call me by, you don't have to call me by Brother Walker. You're making me feel like I'm, I'm 50, 60 years old. Just call me Rod, you know, Rodney for short, Rod for short, Rodney, Hot Rod, however you want to say it. Just say, just say my first name. I'm fine with that. So that's one of the, that's one of the adjustments. Another adjustment too is field service. How they do field service. Like, um, yeah, how they do field service. They have Burbank had at one point the biggest territory in their circuit. Uh, it used to come from 65th and Harlem, from Harlem to Cicero. No, actually, no, from Harlem to Western, 65th to 95th. Yeah, 65th to 95th. Bur- Burbank had all of that territory. And over the years, they've given it out to different congregations. And then when I got there, it was from 65th to 95th, to from Harlem to Pulaski. And then the CEO came over and was like, hey, man, y'all not finishing y'all territory. Let's chop this up some more. So we end up giving more territory. We actually gave some territory to Javon's congregation. Um, And now we're from 65th to 95th, Harlem to parts of Cicero and then mainly to Central now. So, yeah, we really downsized. That's way better. That's way better. Now we're finishing our... Yeah, it's still yeah, it's still huge, but we've been we we haven't had any issues with finishing our territory at the end of the year. So with that being said, you, we got like <laughs> they do car groups, which is you know in the hood. Hey, we we just drive with our with our peeps to the territory. We all get out our individual cars. We work the block, and that's it. Here is like no, we car everybody carpools. So. Really? Yeah, everybody carpools because of how big the territory is. And so we're driving, and depending on who you with, you might not be doing any door-to-door. You might just be doing return visits all the time. So sometimes I would raise my hand if I wanted to do door-to-door and be like, hey, uh, I would like a group, but I want to do door-to-door. I had to like speak. It got to a point where I had to speak up and say, hey, man, I want to do some door-to-door because I don't have no calls. I'm new here. You know what I mean? I need to get some calls on my own because I'm riding with sister such-and-such and brother such-and-such, and they got return visits up the wazoo, and they're doing return visits for three hours straight. And I'm just sitting in the car chilling, which is cool. I don't mind chilling, but... Eventually, I want some calls on my own. So, it been some days I'm like, man, I ain't trying to be just stuck in a car for three hours, man. I, I I definitely need to get my own territory and and do some door to door, man, so I can get me some return visits. But here's another thing: it's not three straight hours because within the three hours that we're doing all these return visits, in between we're going on break. Starbucks, Panera Bread. Corner Bakery, 
that that didn't exist in the black congregation. You going out in service all the way through. The only time you go on break is when field service is over. It's over, exactly. You were not taking a break and then going out. What? Going back out? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we at Harold's. <laughs> Yeah, man. So that was another that was another adjustment. Well, we at Wendy's. Remember the Wendy's when we went back when Wendy's used to have those sunrooms? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. You went back with that. You went back with that. <laughs> yeah. So and that's the thing. That was some. That was another thing I had to get adjusted to. It was like, man, like. But I, I enjoyed it. But and then one sister, sister uh, Maceo, she you know RP to her. We'll see her in the new system. I remember one time she was complaining about some of the friends that just do return visits nonstop for three straight hours, don't go on break. She was like, and she was in her 90s. I mean, well, she was in, she was in her, close to her 90s. She was close to her 90s at the time. And um, one day, man, I was in the car with her, man. She just started venting, you know, like, you know, she was like, she was like, Ronnie, you, you want to go on break? I was like, yeah, I want to go on break. She was like, you know something, Rodney? Jesus took breaks. I was like, yeah, you got a point. Yeah, she, he fed all those people. He fed all, after he did all that preaching, Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 through 7, what did he do? He started feeding them fish, feeding them bread. Jesus took breaks. We need a break. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll ask the friends. Sister Maceo, as soon as the friends got back in the car, I was like, Sister Maceo want to go on break. And you know what we did? We went on break. Cause Sister Maceo get what she want. She she was our she was our Betty White man. She was our Betty White of the congregation. Shout out to Betty White. Did, 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 do you have issues with like the people who you actually preach to? Are they are they are they reluctant uh, or, or does their receptiveness hinge on maybe the, the the color or the race of the person preaching to them? So good question um i have had i got some good return visits where i got good reaction but then a lot of i remember one time and i have gotten snapped on a couple of times but it wasn't to the point where it was racially you know i felt like i was being disrespected racially but there was one time where me and my wife were out and uh, we were across the street from some skinheads and um in the territory and so I uh, was with with the wife and it was two sisters behind me that were when we were doing door to door and um, one of the skinheads said uh, oh there's some niggas on the block and I didn't hear I didn't, I didn't hear him say it but that's what it, my wife heard and she asked me did you hear that I was like Oh, they said something sideways? She was like, yeah, they said the N-word. I was like, oh. And before I even kind of looked over at them, one of the sisters behind us raced up to me and Danita and was like, are you guys okay? I heard what that man said. And we were like, oh, we're fine. We're fine. You know, it's not a big deal. As long as they don't touch me, I'm good. So... Uh, that was just one incident. That was the only time, and but I never had any other issues in regards to that. And I would say over the years, man, Burbank has become 
the Pol Polish and Arabic have taken over our, our territory, like big time. Um, <laughs> they're, they're pretty much running things out here, you know. That's yeah, what we get a lot of. Like, Polish people aren't, don't, I could be wrong, but Polish people aren't very prejudiced from my experience. No, they're not. They're like the least prejudiced people that I've dealt with. Like, Honestly, they only really deal with them, their own culture. They don't really, like they don't have a regard for people outside of their culture. But at the same time, they're friendly. They're not disrespectful. They, you know, are very nice at the door. Even some of them that don't really speak good English are nice to you. So it, it's it's cool, you know. Right. And, 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 you know, of course, Middle Easterners, too. Like, I've, I've had very few issues with them. But, yeah, Polish people, I've, yeah, I've never had a problem. But now, now, you know, Southside Irish and Italians, they look different. <laughs> Polish people are normally pretty chill. Um, yeah. I was just curious, Rod. I, I, was just, I was just asking, you know, like, I... I've, I've, I too have been on both sides of the fence, but it's been such a long time since I was at a multicultural congregation. I was so young, I, I wouldn't even have noticed certain things, you know what I mean? But I was kind of curious about, you know, the ministry and who you ran into, because, you know, I, I assume the people you preach to look a lot like, you know, Eminem or Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> people I, I have to bring these two look a lot more like Westside. you're right <laughs> yeah we got complete, we, complete with the scheme right we actually got a cut we used to have um we used to have a trailer tele territory but we end up giving that away but we used to have a trailer territory and man we seen a lot of machine guns kelly's in that territory man some interesting characters oh yeah some interesting characters but you know what honestly we i've had i end up having a couple of return visits in those in those trailer homes because i feel like they're a little bit more uh easier to talk to when it comes to preaching in the suburbs and you talking about everlasting life and living in good conditions and these people are living in these nice homes you know like what <laughs> How can I encourage them to become one of Jehovah's Witnesses? They're already feel in their eyes that they're living a good life. But when you go to the trailer, you know, neighborhoods where they're struggling and, you know, you come into them with some good news it, it, is they take it a little bit better. Did, did you have those trailer homes over there off like 87th and Cicero? Yes. Yes. That's what we had. Yeah. We used to have that. We used to have hometown. We gave that up. To, actually we gave that up to well, hometown up to Vaughn and them so yeah I don't know who I don't know who we gave the trailer homes to but it's been such a long time since we did that but yeah okay okay yeah I was just curious you know, I, I, you know where I'm at I, I, I'm out here in Roseland you know, I, know <laughs> I, I see a lot of hey you the mayor man I know where you at I see a lot of Benny the Butchers <laughs> <laughs> yeah you see yep yep Yep, a cool, couple of Amari Caesars too. Yeah, <laughs> see plenty of those. <laughs> hey, hey, Rod, low key, low key, Sister Williams be their grandmother. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, and study with them too. I remember we was on service one time, man, and um, this was during the CO visit. Mm. And he wasn't in our group. He was with another group 
but we were in an area and um, right by the hall, our old hall, anyway, before we reorg. And a dude just came jogging through the hood. He was fleeing the cops. This dude just came jogging right past us with a Uzi in his hand. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> and we were just like, okay, well, he ain't after us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and that's another, th- that's the thing, man. You become, you become so numb to it when you're around it. But man, it's nothing more interesting. And I do, and I go through this all the time because I'm always going to my mom's house. But it's nothing more interesting than driving from my house to London Town and just seeing the transition. It, it's it, it's 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 also it's it's almost something that I marvel at. Just it's just amazing. I'm like, man, dude, like this city is so segregated, man so segregated dude it's just like why does it have to be like this you know and it's 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 sad man you go from you know driving to certain you know good parts of chicago on seven you know you just drive down 79th alone you know from 79th in harlem all the way to 79th and exchange (laughs) you talk about some transitioning going it is it's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a multifaceted problem. You know, it's it's a lot of things that contribute to it. Divestment from neighborhoods. You know, and when and one thing just kind of feeds into the other. It's just you know, you got this stark contrast, you know. Big big contrast. Big contrast. It's 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 interesting, man. But yeah, man. Hey, that's a good question, man. I you know, I I would go a little deeper, but hey, you know, that's off wax stuff. But yeah, man, I, I enjoyed that question. That was a good one. So, we're going to get into these albums, man. Back at the table, MVP, top 10 instrumental albums, 2021. I know 2000. I, I, this is the last I want to see a 2021. After this, I don't want to talk about 21 no more. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we were supposed to get to it last. Yeah, we was. We was, man. Things came up. But, but hey, we're going to get right into it, man. Hip-hop instrumentals. You know, we do this every year. So, uh, and I'm going to let you have the floor. And uh, let me know what you got. All right, man. So, for my top 10 hip-hop instrumental albums of 2021, because we are some beat heads. We love beats. Man, you all know, day. We don't rhymes too, but we really love beats, right? I think that was made evident on, on my podcast a few episodes ago when we was we, we got into a got to a nice little discussion about instrumental albums. The ones that deserve to be on the list and the ones Yeah. <laughs> I I appreciate you putting it out there. I appreciate that. Hey man, hey, you know I, I I take passion in this, and I listen. I haven't heard every instrumental from 2021, so this is my opportunity to you know when you get when you give me your list, I'm typing these in, and I'm giving them a listen, man, because I always I, I love keeping my playlist upgraded with with new beats. Yes, yes, absolutely, and and I put these new beats uh, on my on my mixtape, so you know on my beat tapes rather. And as you as you saw earlier, Rod, I, I got a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be some more coming, though. Trust me. For sure. Um, 
So, so honorable mention, man. I, and by the way, all these albums are available on either Bandcamp.com or Spotify. So that if you if you look on YouTube, you might not be able to find them. But if you go to Bandcamp.com or even Spotify, you 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 will be able to find each and every one of these albums. Okay, so honorable mention right away. A dude by the name of Mac Junt, M A C K J U N T, all one word. Um, he does a subgenre of instrumentals. Are you familiar with something called vaporwave? Yes, yes, I'm a, I'm familiar with vaporwave. Okay, I'm becoming a big fan of vaporwave as of lately, Rodney. I, I I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just. The sound is very retro to me and reminds me of the old days of my youth or something. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of really messing with Vaporwave right now. But he's got an album called Daytona Drive. Okay. Um, it's a Vaporwave beat tape. And it's dope, man. It's dope. I really got into it. But that's my honorable mention. Number 10, I got, sorry it's so low, Rod. I got Stimulator Jones, Low Budget Environments. <laughs> it's cool. It, 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 it absolutely was going to make my list, but it's just, I felt the other albums on my list were a little bit more consistent. But the Stimulator Jones project I enjoyed thoroughly was Masterful Treasures and Exotic Worlds or whatever it's called. Hey, Ian. He's actually singing on there. Hey, Ian. That was one of my favorite albums from that year, man. I. Dude, I, I'm I'm beating, I'm kicking myself, so I I, I should have put you up on that. I didn't think you was gonna like that album, but you know, cause me and my wife loves that. This is one of my wife's favorite albums. Um, Dude, it's one of my favorite she albums, <laughs> she actually likes that better than the new one too. I, yeah, and I, I do too. Like I don't know what it is about that album, but he really delivered on it. And then when I when I went and dug a little deep and tried to re-review that album, the critics panned it, bro. They did. They like, did. They did. I'm like, yo, how are y'all not hearing what I'm hearing? This is, this is some beautiful retro R&B stuff. It, it sounds like late 80s, early 90s R&B, man. Like New Edition, Belle Biv DeVoe. It had that type of feel to it. Exactly. Love it. But yeah, Stimulator Jones. Low budget environment striving for protection. Uh, number nine, I got an artist by the name of Gazoo Drums. G-O-Z-U. D-R-U-M-S. Um, he's got an album called Alley Affairs. Okay. That's pretty dope. It's, it's a little aggressive, a little dark, but it's, it's some dope stuff. Number eight, I got a dude by the name of Soul Cat 22. <laughs> I like that name. Yeah, Soul Cat 22 has an album called Hidden Forest. Um, it's some dope, dope boom bap instrumentals, very retro early to mid 90s boom baps and stuff um very dope very dope uh and number seven i got mad with with sound ancestors came out earlier in the year into 2021 but i stayed in constant rotation uh uh throughout the year and i, I still dig it man i still dig it there's some beautiful stuff on sound ancestors number six um this this dude's name is a is an abbreviation. It's called he goes by the name YFNBB. Mm-hmm. Um, I found him on Bandcamp. He's got a um, a beat tape called Only Built for Loop Diggers. Ah, I like that name. Um, yeah, yeah, and he's he's very heavily influenced by Della, Mad Lib, and Rizzo. 
So only built for loot diggers is what it's called. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. I, I don't think you'll be disappointed, right? Number five. Have you ever heard of this production team called Rhodes Art Productions? Mm-mm. Okay, Rhodes Art Productions, R-O-A-D-S, of course, again, A-R-T Productions. They've got a beat tape with my number uh, five spot called Robert De Niro 2. And okay. it's the instrumental version because there's a Robert De Niro 2 with the vocals, but I, I, I prefer the instrumental version. Um, number four, also Rose Art Productions, Adventures of the S2400. Um, it's, a, it's quite an extensive beat tape, but it's got a lot of gems on there, a lot of boom bap gems, and it's, it's something on there for everybody. Um, number three, also Rose Art Productions. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're gonna. Got me something to listen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna be listening to this on the way to the shop then. Yeah, Rose Art Productions is called Beat Tape 10. Uh Beat Tape Value and 10. That's my number at my number three spot. Same deal. Very consistent, very dope boom bap beats, very sample heavy. Um at my number two spot, I've got an artist by the name of Benny Ben with his album Scientific Madness. Um it's one of those band camp exclusives, I think. And it's it's more of the same, man. Just great jazzy boom bap production, man. Scientific madness. Then at my number one spot, I have Blockhead with Space Werewolves will be the end of us all. Ah. Uh. I love I love Blockhead. I, 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 I got to check that out. I still haven't checked that. Uh, that I got to go back and listen to that. Yeah, check that out. Ever since he dropped music by Kate White in 2004, um, I've been a big Blockhead fan. I mean, I was a Blockhead fan anyway because of the work he did on Aesop Rock's Labor Days. When he started branching out doing these instrumental projects, I'm like, man, these, this is really layered, beautiful stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and he's got a track on there called um, Let's Play the Few, um, <laughs> which is my favorite. Which is my favorite track on the album. Um, you'll know what I as soon as you turn it on. Um, but all the tracks, all the tracks on this album are worth checking out. It's 12 songs on there. But Blockhead has, has been so consistent and so dope for years. And he kind of he kind of fell off a little bit. He did some stuff I, I didn't really care for, like, like Bubble Bath and Funeral Balloons. I didn't really care for those. Uh, uh, bells and whistles. I, no, I, I like bells and whistles. But he, he's he's he did some stuff. He kind of had a stretch where I wasn't really feeling him. But he seems to be back into vintage blockhead again. So okay, where was would be the end of a song? That's my number one spot. That is the best instrumental album of 2021, according to me. And my <laughs> cool. I like Alfredo this. Alfredo out of here. Alfredo was cool, but Alfredo was cool. Man, get that Alfredo, yeah. man. Yeah, man. Get that Alfredo out of here, man. No, no, no knock on Alchemist. Alchemist was in his bag on that album. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, good list, man. Good list. I typed all these in. Uh, hey, and all the listeners, feel free to tap into these and uh, enjoy them, man. Big time. Uh, I'm definitely going to definitely check out that road art productions though <laughs> I'm, like, yes, I'm, I'm gonna have yes. to hit that up 
Um, that's impressive because you got three of their albums in your top ten. So that's that's saying a lot. Um, for my honorable mention, I got a, I got quite a few. So bear with me. I'm gonna just oh, ramble just through these. Ready. Write these down. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta get your stuff down too, <laughs> Now you don't now you don't have to write all of these down because some of them are kind of on a, a left field. But if you won't left field, go ahead. Um, I think you already wrote this one down. I, it's, it's an honorable mention. I wasn't I wasn't blown away by this album, but I did I did like it. Um, bad, bad, not good. It's talk memory, really good. You know, mellow project. Um, I think I gave you that one on vibes uh, and stuff. So, and then up next, Cryptogram. Have you ever heard of Cryptogram? No. So it's elect. He's an electronic artist. It's kind of like a. Uh, electronic dance instrumentals and um the name he's got two albums called crypt crypt volume one and crypt volume two this one that i got as an honorable mention is crypt volume two and he samples a lot of hip-hop tracks into his like electronic uh he's got uh some of his electronic beats one in particular where he sampled andre 3000 and chopped it up and made it oh man it's it's amazing it's an amazing track but uh, Cryptogram, Crypt Volume Two. Uh, that's and that's with a K. Crypt, Crypt, like you know, Cryptogram. Uh, up next, I got Benny Sings Beat Tape Volume Two. Came out late in the year, so this, this is why I'm putting this as an honorable mention. So I, I, I ain't want to be a prisoner of the moment and just shoot it into the top ten. But Benny Sings B E N N Y S I N G S. And Beat Tape Volume 2. It's got a couple of vocal performances on there too, but not is mainly beats. Um, Baker's Dozen dropped uh, another producer for an album, Introvert, but it's with, instead of an O, it's X, almost kind of like Knowledge. Um, uh, I saw that. How, how was that? I liked it, man. I liked it. You know, straightforward boom bap. No, no, no nothing, nothing special, but I, it was good enough to mention it um and then freddie joe kim voices in my mind that came out early in the year kind of got lost in the shuffle as the year went on but i enjoyed this project in particular i'm not wild about all of his stuff either but this one caught my attention i really enjoyed it it's short it's a short listen too it's only like seven tracks all of them are real short to the point and then twami lime green um i don't know if you're up on twami here and there, I've heard stuff, but he, he he don't really catch me like that. Yeah, I like I liked uh, longer his stuff is I, I like it. I, I like the uh, simplicity of his his beats. Um, and, and you know, a lot of his albums aren't that long, so you know, I like Lime Green a lot. But I'm gonna get into this top ten. Get into this top ten. Are you up on L Orange? I am. The world is. The world still is still chaos, but I feel better at number ten. Um, I really enjoyed this this project. Um, I would have put it in my top twenty five that I did on Coffee and Beats, but yeah, it was just some uh, stronger albums that <laughs> I, I oh, thought were better. For that bliss, that was good bliss, bro. Oh, appreciate it, appreciate it. Um, it, was, it was very well laid out, bro. Thank you, thank you, if, uh, and thanks for checking it out. Uh, I was getting a lot of good. Actually, is a <laughs> an older sister that used to go to my congregation actually text me, shot me a text, and listened to a couple of the albums off there. 
and I was shocked. Yeah, she was like, man, I'm digging this uh, Cleo. She listened to the Cleo Soul Mother album. And she's like, oh, I love this album. I was like, oh, thanks. Thanks. I didn't see this coming. So, yeah. Yeah, so she, she shout out to her, man. Shout out to her. Uh, Georgia Ann Muldrow with Weedo 3 at number 9. Jason, Jason Stevens actually had that on his top 10 list. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Not better than Vito 2, but I like I like Vito 3 just as much. Uh, Mad Lib Sound Ancestors. I mean, how could anybody not have that in their top 10 instrumental anything? Um, another, at number 7, I got uh, 2 North. C-O-O-N-O-R-T-H. After Some is the name of the album. After Some. Is, is combined um, Very good album Storm Watkins at number 6 Know Thyself Is the name of the album And I think you will really enjoy this This is straightforward boom bap samples You know Just Ain't even thinking about it Just just getting right into it and, you know, ain't, ain't teasing you with no crazy introduction Leading into the beat and, and Waiting for these beat drops None of that stuff He just gets straight to the point and and with each we with each and every track so i think you'll really like that storm Watkins, man he's got a lot of instrumentals too so uh check him out uh number five i got dj harrison tales from the old dominion mostly instrumental it's got a few uh appearances on there a few uh artists um what's your opinion on peak seafood yeah i can take them and leave them like like i i i've i've heard him on like posse cuts with other rappers where like he's he's you know he's decent but i don't know if i could type just the whole pink seafood album check out gumbo let, let me know what you think of gumbo okay yeah yeah he it dropped or uh it dropped this year uh let me know what you think um but yeah actually he had a really good track on this this dj harrison album um called uh cosmos it's pretty good um at number four i got kiefer between days really love this album my wife really love it uh she she actually played <laughs> she was looking for something mellow to play at work i was like hey just throw this in i didn't even think she was gonna like it that much she was like man she's like people in the office was like oh man this is smooth you know so um but it's one of the, it stayed in the rotation most of the year so uh Kiefer between days at number three i got evil needle with sound escapes i i love evil needles production because of the fact the heavy emphasis on bass lines. I, I'm just a bass line. I love bass lines, man. That's just that that's instilled in me. <laughs> and um, Evil Needle, uh, Sound Escapes, um, really good. It, it's the heavy emphasis on bass lines, but also is mellow at the same time. The beats are mellow at the same time, but it's just it just keeps you going. Uh, at number two, I got Comfort Food. I'm sure you listen to that already. And at number one, you know what I got. I got at number one, I got what you got at number 10, Stimulator Jones, low budget environments. So there you have it. All right. All right. Yeah, shout out to Stimulator, man. I'm definitely gonna check these out. I'm gonna definitely check out um, that Storm Watkins first. Yeah, let me know what you think of that Storm Watkins, man. It's like I said, it ain't gonna give you nothing to think about, man. It just goes straight into some good boom bap and man. Play that all the way through, you you be good. 
Yep. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool. All right. So these are the lists, man. Hey, listeners, check it out. Enjoy. And don't say we we never gave you nothing. But uh, we're going to get right into our awards to wrap up the show. Big Hair Rico Award. Man, the Brooklyn Nets. Playing <laughs> Kyrie back out of desperation. Mines go to AB's rap song, man. That, that junk was trash, man. That junk was trash. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would imagine his music sounds the way he acts, like just unhinged and, and, and crazy. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't even crazy. It was just trash. I was like, man, why? I just, I wanted that. I wanted that back. I was like, man, why did I click on this, man? <laughs> I was like, why did I click on this, man? I, I was like, man, let me get back to doing what I was doing. Uh, S is an Otis Award. Miles go to Denzel Valentine. You know why? Because nobody don't want to see this man. This man just getting traded to one team, traded to another team. <laughs> nobody want Denzel Valentine, man. Wait, wait, who did he get? Who's traded him? Well, he got traded, you know, he got traded for Rajon Rondo to the Lakers. The Lakers let him go. He got sent to the Knicks. The Knicks let him go. Now, I don't know where he's at. Nobody wants Denzel Valentine. So, it is what it is. He gets the Essence of Oldest Award. I actually have Lakers segments on ESPN ugh yeah those out of here we ain't trying to talk talk about the warriors talk about the phoenix Suns. talk about the jazz tired of hearing about the lakers yeah nobody want to hear that nobody want to hear that mess uh cuddy award um mounds go to demar derozan man i mean who else (laughs) he knocking i I have i do have demar in my cuddy but i also have joel and me Oh, I forgot about that. Yes, I'm so glad you mentioned that, Ian. Did you see that game when, when they beat the Nets and he was telling Kevin Durant, get off Yes, yes. Now, did you see, that was a response. That was a retaliation because KD did that to him a couple of weeks prior. I heard, I heard. Yeah, yeah. So so I guess I guess uh, Embiid made a mental note of that. And then when they came over to Brooklyn and they won that game and B did the exact same thing KD did. Yeah, that was funny, man. That was funny. I, that, I, I like that competitive spirit, man. It's all right. I'm going to get you back. <laughs> right. Uh, you played yourself a ward. Um, I had AB at this one, but I'm scratching AB out because he already won a award. I'm going with CPS, man. I'm going with CPS. Yes, I too am going with the CPS, Chicago Public School System, man. Get it together. Y'all said y'all was going to have the ability to go remote and go virtual. Now y'all like, no, we don't want to do that. Why? I don't know. Only crying out there, man. Keep the kids safe. Keep the teachers safe. Yep. Yep. It's important, man. Got to protect the kids, man. Got to protect these families. Uh, and, and it's gonna get worse, especially with this new variant in France coming. So be on the lookout for that. Milk Carton Award. Mines go to the Knicks and the Hawks, man. Bro, I have the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, where they been? I don't see you. It's yeah. A conspiracy against me, Rodney. <laughs> I mean, every year, every year, I do not select the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> 
in the one. The year I select them, they send that to 12 seeds? <laughs> <laughs> and I just jumped off their bandwagon too. <laughs> oh. Right as I got on. Like, what is going on with that? <laughs> hey, I saw it coming in. I saw it coming. I was like, oh man, I don't like where this is going. It's headed to Roseland. Let me get off the bus. <laughs> Like it's the best style, Yeah, man, the Hawks, man. I don't know what happened to him. You know, Trey Trey had 56 and a loss. Did you see that? Okay. Yeah, I didn't see the 56, but I just don't believe the losing. They lost to the Trailblazers, and this man scored 56, and the Blazers and Damian Lillard didn't even play. Shout out to Anthony Simmons though for dropping 43. But hey, man. Dude, come on, man. Come on. Hawks, Knicks. Yeah, and Mr. Stephen A. Smith, all that all that trash talking he was doing at the beginning of the season, talking about the Knicks are better than the Bulls and all this other stuff. What where, where where the Knicks at now? Where the Knicks at now? <laughs> yep, yep. They uh, <laughs> what, what what uh what, what what 50 Cent say? It feels good to be at the top. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's that goes back to my point about the Lakers. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody like, oh, the, the Knicks need to make a trade. They need to get Julius Randle more help. No, you know what they're saying? They're saying Julius Randle needs to step it up and play better. And they're saying RJ Barrett needs to step it up and play better. That's all. That's all. And, and, and no, <laughs> wait, wait, you do you, you, you that with the Lakers? No, they, oh well, he, he trade this person away. Trey Wade, Trey Wade got it. LeBron wanted to sign off for him to get him some more pieces or a better player. You know, it's like, come on. Yeah. They average. Live with it. Yeah. Well, take this milk card award with y'all. Uh, it's a shame award. What you got? I actually don't have an, an it's a shame. I got two shame awards. I got two. I got two. Two legends. Uh, it's a shame what happened to Betty White, of course. We all know what happened, but uh, it's also it's a shame what happened to John Madden, man. And I know, I, I know, Ian, you got your feelings about the NFL, but hey, man, John Madden served served good things to the community, man. Those video games saved a lot of people's lives in the black community. So, hey, <laughs> it kept, hey, he signed off his likeness. Hey, man, hey. Hey, if without those John Madden games, man, and, and you know, I know NBA Live and, and 2K then kind of took over and, and kept, you know, the guns off the street a little bit. But, man, without Madden, man, it'd be more, it'd be more dead, dead black folks on the street, man. So, shout out to John Madden. Indeed. So. back to that. I, I did see his. Uh, I, I did see that documentary on, on on John Madden too. It was really good. It was really good, man. Uh, it's, it's it's it was nice to see them give him give him his flowers while he was still alive, and they did it right on time. Cause like, not too long after that documentary, he was in it. Not too long after that, he died. So it was like, man, they did that right on time, right on time. But uh, yeah, man, that's it, man. That will about do it for our show. I gotta go cut some heads, man, and. You know, dodge COVID once again. Yes, indeed. My, as do I. I got running in and out of these stores, man. Get these, get these people to their liquor. Stay tuned for the next 
restaurant face-off. Check this one out, and I got this one in the archive. And if you got some more face-offs, send them to me, man. Sharks. I got Sharks versus J&J's. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Stay tuned for that, y'all. I'm going to have to do some research on that, Rodney. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Sharks versus J&J's. Shout out if you ever have to step away from a Zoom meeting to go get your Uber Eats. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ian, you just gave me a great idea. I'm going to post that on Instagram. I'm going to do a poll on Instagram. And I, t and I will give you the results later on the next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever picked up a grab an Uber Eats during the meeting? <laughs> I'm anxious to see the results from that. Oh, oh, and, and uh, shout out to the, to the friends at my, my congregation, man. A sister called me out. We had to read that letter uh, to the congregation about the Omarion uh, variant. And um, I almost slipped up, almost slipped up because I had to read that announcement. I almost said Omarion during the meeting. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I had to catch myself, bro. I had to catch myself. But uh, sister text sister text me later on that night. Did you try to say Omarion? <laughs> And I asked my wife, I was like, did I really catch myself? She was like, yeah, yeah, you almost said it. I'm like, you caught it. yeah, at least I caught it, man. At least I caught it, because friends would have been with you. One time we passed a resolution, and you know how you need somebody to, to second in a resolution? Mm-hmm. And I raised my, my hand, they called on me, and I said, I said, I second that emotion. <laughs> You did some Smokey Robinson type stuff, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Not on purpose. It was just like, it was just, like, it was just a slip. <laughs> like, I meant to say I second that motion. <laughs> <laughs> I second that emotion. <laughs> Let me get out of here, man. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Rodney. Only in one of our congregations would that happen. <laughs> man. Man. Yup, cause that 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 doesn't happen in, uh, in the land of Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> I second that emotion. Your party. What? What? <laughs> yeah, man. Well, we gonna get out of here, man. Thanks for listening. Listen to the beats at the end, and uh, we'll see y'all on the next one. All right, beats.
the Godfather. The Godfather. The Godfather. The Butch, the butch wild as he was, that's how wild he was.